to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson. I am joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how's it going? Been a busy week. Busy week. Well, not much news, right? <laughs> yeah, no, very, very, no, nothing going on in the world of college football these days. Um, you know, I guess you could kind of pretend like that if you're a Miami fan, right? Because there hasn't been that much affected, although one big, obviously, piece of news last week with Gregory Rousseau opting out. But everything going on around the country um, obviously will have a, an effect on what this season looks like for Miami and just for everyone, period. So since we last talked, I believe is everything has kind of gone down. Uh, big yeah. 10 and Pac 12, yeah, earlier this week. Um, yeah. Both postponed their football seasons to, until at least the spring. Um, we've obviously seen a, a, quite a few more schools drop football. I think when we talked last week, it was the day actually UConn had dropped. We talked about that. Um, right. You know, a couple others. Old Dominion today, um, FIU announced they're going to delay the start of their fall sports calendar, I think, till September 16th, I want to say. Uh, so there's obviously a local tie now to this whole thing. Um, but the ACC, you know, it seems like they're going to press forward. I think Manny Diaz kind of said it well uh, the other night where he was like, you know, we don't know for sure. I don't know his exact quote, but he basically said, what, we, we don't know for sure we, we're going to play, but we're going to try to play. Um, and yeah, that, that's where the ACC is at. Yeah, and that's what he's been saying all, all along. along. Yep. All along from we're talking about, you know, months ago, um, which which is really true. And, and uh, you know, for now, I mean, the, the Big Ten, there are five. Power five means there's five huge conferences, yep. big, big high-profile conferences. Two of them, you know, pulled out on Tuesday, the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and with the uh, Big 12 deciding, um, I guess, yesterday, um, or, or, yeah, I think yesterday maybe they announced it, that they're, they, the Big 12, like the ACC, which is Miami and Florida State's conference, yeah. the ACC and um, the SEC. SEC and SEC, that they're going to just, you know, they plan to keep, Keep playing with their revised schedules and uh, and see kind of see what happens. You know, the the fact that everybody, you know, I wrote that that, that they post the Big Ten and Pac-12 canceled their fall seasons, which they did, and everybody's saying, I know they're saying they postponed, they postponed. Well, we really don't know what's yeah. going to happen. They canceled their fall season. Play, they canceled right? their fall season. They're not going to try to play football in the fall. I think is the important they're, distinction. They're, they're, they've got their they're done with the fall. That's the key. They're, yeah. And they're done until um, I think it. I think at least the Pac-12. I think when January first, at least for like for even their winter sports like basketball, right, they're out, like, you know, until yeah. at least January first or whatever. But um, but who knows? You know, it's time flies, as they say. And who knows? I mean, it's hard. I just can't believe that there. You know, there's gonna the things are gonna be that progressed by then but but maybe they'll see that the ACC and maybe it'll work for the ACC in Miami and the Gators and you know um, and, the, and, the, and the Big 12 maybe it'll work and it won't be as bad as they thought and and maybe they will be able to play but you know who knows all I, all I know is for now 
if the ACC in Miami has hope, and um, you know, and Manny knows that they've got to they've got to keep those positive tests down, which so far they have been at Miami yeah. for the coronavirus um, to be able to play. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's worth noting that um, Miami, in particular. Yeah, um, there's quite a lot of schools that have done pretty well with handling the coronavirus. I think Miami still only what was it three positive tests in one. Yeah, from what we know, David. That we I know mean, of. Um, three. Yeah. Football. And you know, it seems like they have done a good job, basically tamping it down. But the issue to me is never was going to be you know the the policy on in the football facilities. Like those guys know they have to take it seriously when they're there. I mean, right. I'm sure not every school is, is like that, but at Miami, we've, we've gotten the sense that they're going to be smart with it. I still worry about what it looks like once students get on campus. And again, not even necessarily because of what happens in the classrooms where you can spread out, um, you know, in, in big lecture halls potentially. And, you know, you don't have to maybe class will be split online and in person. So you, you don't have a million people in buildings every day. I'm just worried, you know, when you put 10,000 people 10,000 college kids in uh, whatever square mile radius or in one area. Like, right. it's, it's, it's seems like it's going to be impossible to keep outbreaks from happening. And, and, you know, maybe Manny Diaz will enforce some rules where they're saying, hey, no parties during the season. Like, you guys can't leave our he, – he keeps saying bubble, but, like – if you can maintain a bubble, it'll work, but it's, it just it still seems like it's going to be really tough to maintain any sort of a, a consistent bubble. And, and maybe, you know, maybe you get lucky and, and get through the whole season unscathed, but it still feels like we're going to have uh, some weeks where teams are going to have to cancel games or have to postpone games or uh, yeah, move the I, schedule around. And it's just going to be, are they going to be able to push through this? Is it going to totally disrupt the season or is it going to disrupt weeks at a time? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's there's so much uncertainty. We don't know, and I know, you know. Uh, I mean, I, you know, uh, in one respect, I'm I'm kind of excited, you know, that they're they're going to have a chance to play, and the other respect is that I just, you just like I agree with what you said. I it seems impossible that that all these teams together, because it's it's not just one team in a vacuum, you know are yeah. going to be able to uh, pull this off. And, and a lot of people are saying, well, the kids are safer, the players are safer um, in school or, whatever, you know, or with their programs. I, hey, I think that's true. They are. Yeah. But like you said, that doesn't mean they're going to be able to avoid um, you know, the, the, the coronavirus. Yeah, I, th- so, I think they're safer when they have access to all their facilities and stuff, but I don't know if they're safer being on campus with 10,000 other kids. I, I don't know how okay. many Miami is expecting to have on campus this year, but that's just kind of a number I'm throwing out. Um, you know, most Power 5 schools are, are pretty big schools that have a lot of people on campus sharing a relatively small space. Yeah, definitely, and a lot of the, the Miami players come out. They, you know, they, they have families. They, yeah. A lot of them are local. Local, and, yeah. You know, they have family members, okay, and they, I'm sure they see them, and I, who knows, nobody knows what's going to happen. I think it's just all fascinating, and I really hope it works out, um, you know. Hey, you want, you want some breaking news? Uh-oh, no. <laughs> uh, it's from Matt Baker at the Tampa Bay Times uh, on Twitter. Uh, 
FSU President John Thrasher says the ACC presidents are meeting at 4.30 today, and he thinks it will be the final decision on whether to play. Got it. And I say, and that, and, uh, It seems like the, the um, I, I plan will be to play. If not, yeah, we're going to have to record this, re-record this entire I, I, episode, I, I, and you'll never hear this, but um, it seems like that plan is going to be to play. Yes, I do think so. Um, I think it was uh, Tuesday. No, it was. <laughs> I can't keep track of the days anymore. They they had, um, yeah, Thrasher and Governor um, DeSantis had a presser that a press conference, news conference that I listened to, or I was live streamed. Yesterday, right? Uh, yeah. Tuesday. Or Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. giving it a shot like i know there's you know a split of like whether just you know the risk is worth it and all that stuff and you know there's all this talk about this myocarditis this heart inflammation that has popped up in some players um i think mostly in the big 10 is maybe who did like the study on it um and you know that stuff is obviously all concerning and it's a risk that the players are going to be able gonna have to weigh um but it's also you know it's they feel safe for the most part, it seems like, these, these students. I don't know if maybe they're being misled about how safe it's going to be on campus once students get there. But, um, you know, if people are – if students are on campus, you might as well try playing football because the, the outbreaks are going to happen at a random house party or in a dorm room or, you know, it, I don't think there's going to be an outbreak that happens in the football facility necessarily. That's not well, going to originate have, in the football facility. Yeah, and they're – and they're, they're, they're practicing already – um, and we'll know soon enough, you know, if it works or it doesn't work. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I'm kind of a pessimist as far as whether it's going to work. Right, but, but you might as well uh, give it a shot, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, clearly they're weighing the risks, and certain conferences feel different about the risks, because that's why the Big Ten and Pac-12 aren't playing, is because the the liability, that's that's the whole reason, basically. Um, and there were. Yeah, right. they're worried about the myocarditis yeah. and the, the, you know, the medical yeah. uh, implications, I guess. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not a doctor. I don't want to say what uh, how serious of an issue that is. But as I'm looking at Matt Baker's timeline, there's another good quote he has from today, actually. I guess uh, FSU AD David Coburn told the Board of Trustees at FSU that the ACC recently had cardiologists from Duke and Emory talk about myocarditis. Uh, they think they can manage the risk, but it won't be cheap or easy. So, you know, they, I think everyone knows it's going to be a, a challenge and there are risks inherent and you have to be willing to, you know, spend money to make this work. You know, you're not going to make the same amount of money you normally are going to make, but um, everyone wants to play. I mean, the players want to play, the coaches want to play. Ultimately, the conferences and the in the presidents, even the ones voting against it, want to play if they can make it safe to play. It's just managing that uh, that balance. Right. We'll see what happens. I, 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 
I will be shocked if they come away today and say they're not playing. I, I think they're going to go full steam ahead for now. Yeah, and so. the, the beauty of this prediction you're making is that if they, uh, if they vote not to play, we're going to have to delete this episode from uh, history and record something, re-record something tomorrow uh, after the news breaks. <laughs> yeah, I guess we will. Huh? So you got, a, <laughs> you got a, a, a 100% chance of being right on this prediction. Um, um, okay. the, should we talk, I guess, the Miami's, well, let's, let's talk, yeah. we obviously got to talk about Greg Rousseau and him opting out and what that means, um, but also just the idea, and Dabo, I think I quoted on this yesterday, is the idea that, does this, like, make the season less meaningful, you know, if the Big Ten and, and Pac-12, and, you know, Ohio State's obviously the big team missing, um, do you care at all about that? To me, I'll, I'll say my vibe. I mean, if you just, I don't. I think everything has an asterisk in life right now. You gotta, it's gotta be fine. You gotta be fine with having a partial season if you can make a partial season work. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's certainly gonna be fascinating. Yeah. Okay, because you have totally different schedules. They're very, you know, all com- conference inclusive kind of thing. Uh, except for maybe, you know, one or two non-conference teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's, I mean, David, I, let's face it, you know, without Ohio State and some of those big-time teams and Penn State, and, I mean, it's, it's no, I don't, I, it's definitely not the same. And, you know, I think the uh, college football playoff um Situation, you know, that and which is supposed to be in Miami this year. I think January 11th. Um, you know, it's not going to be the same. They're going to make some kind of, I think, announcement possibly next week. But you know, for right now, they're they're trying to figure it all out. I mean, come on, it, it's not a tr- to me. It's definitely not a true national champion yeah. without a, you know, without the Pac-12 and Big Ten yeah. for sure. Well, you got to be fine and, with it, though. I think if you're, uh, you know. Yeah, but I mean, the asterisk, you said it, you know, big asterisk for the, for this year. It'll be really interesting. I mean, I, Blake James, the UM Athletic Director, spoke yesterday on WQAM on the radio and said uh, that, look, he, you know, they're, they're going to go with it. If they end up finishing the season, if Miami does play, you know, they are set to play. And if it actually happens and – there are, and if there are bowl games, or if there is some kind of weird national amended national championship mm-hmm. game, and someone is crowned a national champion, they're not going to give it back. But yeah. you know, they'll, <laughs> they'll know the reality. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, I guess the other part of this is it feels like if you had to give me, you know, I think we'll get through the season potentially. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to say there's like a 0% chance we finish the season, but I think there's a 0% chance we get through the season without some games being canceled. And that's going to be the, the challenge. Um, just from a competitive standpoint, how do you handle it if Miami plays eight games and Wake Forest plays seven games and Clemson got all the way through and played all 10 conference games? Like there's going to be just some competitive challenges I think are going to be tough to uh, – you know, they're gonna they're gonna have to be uh, adjusting all the time, and I think that's the reality that um, they understand they're living in. You know, that's why they're meeting again today and voting on this is because everything is changing every day. We're learning more and more every day about how this is gonna work. Um, you would have hoped they they thought some of these things through maybe two months ago instead of doing it all on the fly a month before the season starts. But um, 
yeah, they're going to be adjusting all the time, as we've seen just in the last week. It's it's evident that nothing is set in stone. Yeah, I'm, there's what you said is exactly right. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's just the unknown is half of what makes it so fascinating. Yeah. I mean, or more. You, mm-hmm. I, I can't even begin to imagine what it's going to be like at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Who, you know. Yeah. Who's going to be the best team standing? Who's yeah. gonna, you know, it's a morbid way to think about it, but I mean, I ideally, you know, all the obviously all the the data shows that, um, you know, most of these athletes will get not even really necessarily even show symptoms or just show mild symptoms. So hopefully, but I mean, that's obviously the the that's the concern floating above everyone's head. I mean, when Maryland had an athlete die um, during a, a training during. Um, off, I think it was off-season training, it totally, it overhauled the whole university. The president is out. The, you know, it it was, it's no school, obviously, just doesn't, they don't want anyone to die. That's your number one goal when you're a college football coach is make sure all your players stay safe. Um, but that's, I mean, that has to be the concern just looming over everyone's head. And it's, the li- that's where yeah. the whole liability comes from. And, I, and the other thing is, um, I just want to say, and I wrote this in today's, you know, in today's Miami Herald story that actually I posted yesterday mm-hmm. about the problems with spring. So I don't, you know, what, what, what happens in the spring? They've got to figure out how to play this in the spring for the same yeah. re- reason. You know, the spring spring isn't literally, just like now we say fall camp, well, it's still, still the Yeah, summer. spring's really winter. Spring is the winter, and, you know, the spring semester. Spring semester, yeah, that's, that's the way you got to it begins in January. They've got to, whoever thinks they're going to play in spring, they've got to get in game shape. Mm-hmm. And they, they come back from winter break. They've got to have practices. They've got to get again in game shape. Um, and vaccine, I mean, I don't, David, I don't know about you, but I know there's been great progress with supposedly a vaccine for mm-hmm. COVID-19. Um, and, but, I mean, obviously, I mean, I there's no way, is my prediction, that it's going to be universally, you know what I mean? I'm sure there, maybe there will be one, but not where yeah. everybody in college sports can safely use it. And I, I hope I'm wrong, but come on, that's just a few yeah. months from now. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would hope the ACC, I know the plan is to play in the fall, but I would hope they have a, are, are also thinking through what a spring season would look like. Um, I saw, yeah. I think it was, was it, uh, Brom, the the coach at Purdue, kind of put out like his proposal for what a spring season would look like. And I mean it kinda of looks reasonable. Like it's obviously not ideal, but like it's better than nothing. And I think that's something the ACC does still have to be thinking about. You can't just say we're gonna play in the fall and not have a backup plan because we if we get here, you know, what the season's supposed to start in about a week or about a month. If we get three weeks out here and um People are really concerned about the myocarditis or people are or teams are really dealing with outbreaks once student gets on campus. You've got to be able to pivot quickly like that's it's the quick adjustments um, and the planning ahead. There was it seemed like there was not a lot of planning ahead, which is um, what frustrates me about this week more than anything. Also, um, as as we're speaking, Ross Dellinger reports there is optimism slash positivity that the ACC will continue on the current course. That's old news, David. Come on, that was like five minutes ago. Anyway, now I, 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 yeah, there is as 
as we both said, I mean, I think they're going to they're gonna continue, yeah. and uh, I don't know. It's just going to be a mess, which is what I wrote, and it's true. If yeah. something happens and they have to go to the spring and mm-hmm. – all the seniors will leave anyway. They won't, yeah. or all the draft eligible people, or yeah. they're going to be draft eligible anyway. A lot of them because the NCAA is going to allow them to keep their scholarships right. or whatever. That's going to happen. Uh, Speaking of been, which, that's already been uh, proposed from the NCAA. I think. Speaking of players leaving early, that pivots us nicely, uh, or skipping their their final season of eligibility, that pivots us nicely to the big, I guess, Miami news of the week, which is Gregory Rousseau opting out of the season. Um, He was kind of the one guy I think we both had, like, at least our eye on as as someone who might do that, a potential top 10 pick, uh, likely first round pick in next year's draft. Um, You talked to him, actually, after he made the decision, um, which... Manny Diaz kind of broke to us out of nowhere, I guess, like right as he found out. Um, what what did you, what were your big takeaways from talking to him? Well, he, you know, such a great, great young man. I really, I've liked him since the minute he uh, yeah. walked at the UM. Um, he said that his mom, his mom is a, is a, a COVID nurse mm-hmm. in Broward County at a Broward County hospital. And his dad is in Miami, you know, um, I think he works for, I think he said the fire fire department or the city of Miami uh-huh. fixing fire trucks or whatever, but they're both around, you know, a very, a hot spot, especially the mother. And he has a brother, a younger brother who I think is 14 years old or yep. one, of, one of his siblings who has, uh, uh, asthma and he's worried, you know, he's worried. He said he, he would feel horrible if he got COVID or if he, you know, through sports. And the truth is, I, I don't blame Greg. Listen, he's going to be a, a, a first-round pick whenever the next draft is, for sure. He's super smart, unbelievable. He will natural. interview very well at the combine. What was that? He will interview very well in the pre-draft oh, process. Oh, I love him already. And the thing is, you know, why he made the right decision, David, I mean – he got Drew Rosenhaus as his agent. Yeah. You know, the NCAA, they're allowing, you're allowed to opt out, so to speak. Which, meaning, you know, he could leave. He's only a redshirt sophomore. His first year as a true freshman, he only played two games before he broke his ankle. And then he came back, played all last season, and was number two in sacks mm-hmm. nationally. The kid's amazing. As Barry and noted, he will have a rare distinction of having more sacks than games played at Miami. Exactly. And he's going to only have been. I only played basically, really, one season yeah. at school, and then he's going to go into the pros in the first round. And who the heck can blame him? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's he's you can't blame him, um, and uh, I don't think anybody is. They no. love him. Now that he's gone, thankfully for UM, that's one of their their really their strongest positions at DN. So they've got Jalen Phillips. Who was uh, who? I'm writing something about right now. Actually, who uh, was the number one recruit in the nation at t- for the class of 2017 mm-hmm. when he went to UCLA. Now he's at UM, Jalen Phillips, and he's like a physical stud. Okay, and he's super smart and uh, really excited. If they ever get a chance to play, excited to see him play. He'll yeah. take one of the one of the starting defensive ends. Spots opposite uh, Quincy Roche, 
who was a graduate transfer out of Temple, and this is his first year at UM, another, um, uh, you know, heralded player. Yeah, he was an All-American last year, potential first-round pick himself. And they have a Jafari Harvey, who's now a sophomore, or could be a sophomore, he's really talented. They have this uh, Chance Williams. They have a lot of good people on the ends, defensive ends and defensive line, and I think they're going to be fine if they get if they actually get to play. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited for Greg. Um, I will miss watching him. Um, I will miss getting to see what that defensive end tandem was going to look like because that was yeah everyone was excited about De'Ara King. I was excited to see those two defensive ends uh, teams try to block them. Still should be fun to watch Jalen Phillips, and I think that is something that's gotten people obviously excited is. You know, Jalen Phillips is going to get a lot of playing time now. It's not a question. I don't think it was ever a question that he was going to get a lot of playing time, but now he's going to get a lot, a lot of playing time. So that's still exciting. Um, but yeah, I'm, yep. you know, I'm excited for Greg. Yeah. I talked to him. I talked to him before the draft last year, um, right? Because he's he's from Coconut Creek, grew up with like Jerry Judy, Calvin Ridley, and it's like this whole like line of first round draft picks that you know. And Greg was a wide receiver growing up, like those kids all were. Um, and just his like transformation from that like little kid who was like idolizing Jerry Judy and Calvin Ridley and, and Calvin Ridley, the other Ridley brother, like to being a guy who ha- has the the ability to opt. You know, if he wasn't gonna be a first round pick, would he have opted out? We don't know, but I mean, the fact that he has that ability to be a guy that is sitting out his senior season because he's such a sure thing to go to the NFL next year is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and, and, and you know what? And next, I, I just, I just, I so badly want to see Jalen Phillips. I so badly I want to see De'Ara King. And I just hope it, I hope everything goes on the way they want it to, because who knows? I mean, Quincy Roche, I mean, think about it. If they go to spring, if for some reason they have to cancel and they have to shift the spring or they just have to cancel, I mean, I think, I don't know, I think, I mean, Quincy probably gone, right? And, uh, I don't think so. Derek, Derek said, said he, he would yeah, yeah. probably come back, but I don't know, he'd be like 26 by the time he played his first NFL game then. Like, yeah, it's... Yeah, they all say that. They all say they're going to come back. I understand that. Uh, and, you know, Mike Harley and stuff, but they got it. You know they're going to have to reconsider, and UM could could lose if that happens. A lot of people that I really wanted to see, so including Jalen Phillips. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's um, yeah. I mean that that's there was real excitement around Miami this season. And I, I'm you know if Miami was going to be terrible, like would uh, would Miami fans be so upset? Who knows? But I, I think people are really excited about this team. Um, yeah. For and, sure, the new coaches love the new coaches. Yeah. Okay? Oh, yeah. so, I mean, uh, Rhett Lashley, he's great. Rob Likens, he's great. I mean, at least we love Todd Stroud, the defensive line coach, fantastic. They're all. Yeah. We talked last night to the to the kicker. The yeah. kicker, Jose Borgales, the graduate transfer, already has his degree. He's really good. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, you know, and Lou Headley, the punter. Is really good, and he really is like 26. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have to look at his age again. I looked uh-huh. at it last night. But the point is, all these guys, um, I just want to see him again this year. Yeah. So, 
Before we wrap up, uh, Leonard Taylor committed last week. We didn't. I don't think. I think we recorded before that happened. What, what are you, are you excited? Another five star. Oh, yeah, yeah, always. I mean, it's like contagious, right? Yeah. They're starting to get five stars now. That's, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Lorenzo Lingard and Mark Pope were the last two before this. So it's. Uh, oh, and by the way, Mark Pope. Um, Jonathan Patkey, who's the inside linebackers coach, the the, uh, special teams coordinator, said last night that Mark Pope um, was sounded like he's their top prospect now at returning punts. Yeah, which makes sense. He was good at that and really good at that in high school. But yeah, uh, you talking about Todd Stroud reminded me because that's a big reason uh, Leonard Taylor committed. He loves Todd Stroud. I think everyone loves Todd Stroud, but. um, yeah. yeah, great guy. I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's. I'm trying to think. Their coaches are great. They're yeah, great I mean, to seems talk like to. it. They're, yeah, yeah, really good staff. We got. We'll, we've got some guys we got to still see in action, and some people that you know had issues sometimes last year, but they obviously, you know, they're optimistic about this season, and hopefully they get to play it, and hopefully everyone can stay safe while they play it. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm. I'm not. I'm optimistic that the team would be really fun to watch I'm, I'm not optimistic that this will be a smooth season yeah yeah I think anyone who's expecting it to be a smooth season is deluding themselves even if you think it's going to get through I don't, I don't think it's going to be smooth um but I think we can wrap things up there uh, you got to get going um to listen to Manny Diaz <laughs> talk on the radio um you can follow Susan on Twitter at S. Miller Degnan um she's covering everything there's a lot going on in the college football world so I'll story out soon enough, soon enough, yeah. uh, on Jalen Phillips. So. Yeah, Jalen Phillips, and, that'll can be what you read, uh, probably while you're listening to this, if you haven't checked it out. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, at DBWilson2. I'm also helping out, covering everything. Uh, doing a lot of high school football these days, because uh, we are coming up on a decision on what that season is going to look like here in Florida, too. So, um, Really would have loved all these decisions to be made a little earlier. I get why you got to wait till the end, but... Um, Hopefully uh, everyone makes smart decisions and uh, it all works out. And everybody stay safe, and yep. we will definitely talk to you tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Next well, week. I hope not tomorrow. Hopefully not but tomorrow. Next- but next week we'll be back. Uh, wear a mask until then. And then after then also. You too. <laughs> be safe.